so many people have been waiting for Meghan Markle to spill the tea about that house. And she came out on Oprah and spilled it all. You know Lifetime about to come out with the uh, get out version. They can get Denise Richards to play <laughs> Kate Middleton. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Ozark. This is season one, episode four. Tonight we improvise. This episode was written by Paul Colesby, directed by Daniel Sackheim. And I gave this episode an 8.2 out of 10. I'm just going to let y'all know, these kids, matter of fact, this whole family is probably not going to work for me (laughs) throughout this entirety of the season. I can tell, of the seasons, I should say, that they're all trash and Jonah's going to end up being a serial killer. These are the facts that are presented in the case as it stands. And, you know, I feel the worst for Jonah because this is what you get when you launder money and you think that shit is a good career choice. I don't know how you do that and then have a whole ass family like, oh, I'm the American dream. No, you're the Proud Boys dream. You're the Trumpican dream because... Y'all ass would still be this criminal voting for the motherfuckers. Like, this is Pence. Everyone makes such terrible decisions that are spiraling. And the more they spiral, like, ever since they moved to Ozarks, it's all, it's, the illusion's gone. Thus, now that you know that you're in hell with the devil, you're going to start dancing with the fucking devil I can see how this is gonna go. Jonah's gonna need counseling by the end of this. He might escape, but it might be into a prison cell, and that's the best he gonna get, because at least he'll get the psychiatric care that he will need after he has killed someone. It's coming. I don't know if it's gonna take four seasons to get there. He's a little young, but that motherfucker right there is going to pop someone's life. Then we're going to have Charlotte. She's going to go through her insecurity phase where she's going to slut shame for a long time. And then she's going to end up coming back loving her mother because she's the only one that ever cheerleaded her on. Who's also got a whole bunch of problems for her own. And why is it always that Trumpican women be like, oh, okay, but I came from a trashy ass place. So that means you feel you're entitled to this whole lifestyle because you grew up poor. But you did it by what? Opening your pussy to the right man? And it's always the right man because Marty is the right man. He's the typical female Trump husband. The one that's pulling her in the damn car every time she got a gun out. Like, come on, get in the fucking car. Or is sitting there with a gun with her. These are the people. This is the family I am watching to some degree. Because I do think that Marty has some redeemable qualities to him. I think that even Wendy has some redeemable qualities to her. And we'll get there. Because I know, I bet you I can can hear Mimi right now. (laughs) In particular, going ham. So I expect what I expect. But I think there's something to be said about where she come from and about 
what she's doing currently i just know out of everybody i'm rooting for the crazy ass fbi agent whose name i cannot currently remember but we'll get to him too i'm gonna go character by character for the most part i'll try to keep it i i watched the episode earlier today because yesterday was a traumatic day in which i spent most of it in the bed let me tell y'all what happened before we get into this recap let's do some uh shooting of the shit so i was having a dream i don't know what kind of dream i was having however i started waking from this dream and i slept on my bed in a weird position i don't usually sleep in but it was facing the back wall where i have this uh this large canvas cloth is it cloth i don't know what the fuck it's this nice little mirage on the back of my bed so i was facing it and in this nightmare that i'm waking from i'm being chased by a monster like i know the monster is coming at me and it's getting closer and it's getting closer but i'm like frozen and i don't want to open my eyes because i'm going to see the monster and yet i open my eyes and i saw the poster and i thought it was the monster and it clashed in my head and i screamed i screamed so loud so very loud i terrified myself and for the rest of the day i just wanted to be in my and i was <laughs> in my weighted blanket and i was watching very cheery youtube videos some were this girl watching the flash for the first time <laughs> i think i watched some other the i don't know whatever it was it was puppies and kittens and it wasn't anything that made my brain overwork because i don't know what's going on in my rem sleep but the shit was real so let's see what i can recall <laughs> i've been shaking up since then marty starts off the episode talking about how you money launder and we don't know who he's talking to i just really assumed it was himself and when i saw who he was talking to at the end trash is trash but i guess the boy is not gonna be not curious look what he does when he is wanting to study vultures he's gonna go all in maybe numbers and how to be a criminal who will keep his mind on less murderous or disturbing activities the young jonah he meets buddy on the pier and this is kind of a shame that this boy the only person he can relate to is older people like significantly older well i'm not sure who how old tuck is maybe he's anywhere between 15 to 28 and buddy is significantly one step closer into the grave and he wants to know about death if it hurts dying and he's like well, not really <laughs> but buddy tells him to enjoy the living part that's the important shit and that you know life kind of goes very quickly and then he wants to jonah that is he wants to see what his oxygen feels like so he checks it out well he doesn't actually buddy says do you want to do you want to look at it you want to put it on your nose this is not cross-contamination at all and he thinks it's pretty cold 
but it's the only person that's reached out to buddy in this entire house and treated him like a dying human being and i know that this is not the ideal situation but you chose it so despite what he is he is someone who lives there and it would be just a kind human thing to be like hey you good you all right can i get you something can i assist in some fashion even if it's dd the box carry downstairs I, I don't know i get that he's naked and that's that's a problem but he's also dying and you knew he was fucked up from the minute you signed that lease we saw dale once again and he was getting money from the atm i'm not even going to go into the whole how you you money launder i'm not interested in the schematics but he also calls marty to say you know my birthday is coming up in july and you haven't even moved one million dollars and i'm gonna need you to move two million by my birthday otherwise i'm gonna kill your family slowly and i did laugh at marty because he did give a real response i don't know what you want me to say to that saying i'm not a betting man i'm not this that and the other thing however he is giving him a lot of lead way but in the same breath i guess you know he bit off more than he could chew i guess and i feel as if he wants marty to either admit that and then they go from there or he's gonna kill his family i don't even know if he would kill him at this point because he did pay you back the money he wasn't even in on this shit making the point has went past the point of return so you might as well continue your investment here even if you have to put a little pressure on him but is it just to put a to test him or is it because you really don't believe he can do it i can't tell with dell then we have the fbi agent is his name seth it might be seth that's what i'm going to call him and if i'm wrong then i guess we'll hear in the feedback or next week (laughs) or this week because technically this shit is late as hell but he uh he's checking out what is her name don't tell me don't tell me her name mrs doll curls oh what is ruth i knew i was gonna remember her name ruth and rachel are getting into it because she is hustling on the side taking people's or setting up people to be robbed when they're at the restaurant eating and you can see she's watching different people come in taking photos of them and shit and she's like you're a fucking thief and you have marty kind of overhearing this but he got he was starting to overhear it but then he got the call from Dell and he could not be bothered but then he came back and he said okay i got a job for you that is actually a scene after another marty scene where he met up with the stripper and he wanted to see her pay stub and he's like do they always look like this (laughs) like no company no tax id number (laughs) this shit ain't even calculated right y'all gotta learn math get y'all ged ladies 
shake them titties for that ged he gives her some money she's like so do i suck you off right now do we have sex he's like no i just needed information she looks so damn butthurt there's a fucking surprise see those are the type of girls that would love to have men like marty in their life that care about their well-being because they know man ever loved them so the idea that they can look at you as valuable even for information <laughs> and not sex even the way she sat down she's like oh you don't recognize me with my street clothes on he's like bitch i know who you were i was looking for you <laughs> you came in out the cut like why you being so damn mysterious and shit instead of hearing that she's a thief and chastising her for it he says i'm gonna need to get your skills for a job and she wants him to get the safe or rob the safe or get whatever's in the contents of the safe at lickety splits which is the guy that um oh fuck what was his name i don't even know uh let's call him too much steroids too much steroids guy maybe his name was seth (laughs) everyone's gonna be Seth. she says what's in it for me and he's like see that attitude you know that ghetto-tude is not gonna work if you intend to actually have a career in the business that you are acting like you're interested in learning from me and not be doing dishes the rest of your life because i don't really care about what goes on there you blackmail me for a job here that's your job you need another job here's this job and no you will not get 50 percent. like what kind of shit is that you will get 25 percent. and i suggest you say thank you why can't you say thank you you ungrateful heifer because i can find anyone around here to do this job i really can i'm trusting you because you need to prove yourself and in the end you want something from me clearly you even said so last episode to your cousins and them i still don't know what this relationship is with the family the longmores maybe they just one of those posses because you got posses out there like don't keep up with the joneses i get that all the time it's like you you say who do who jones a whole bunch gonna come out the hood they just gonna roll out like roaches when the lights come out ruth goes to lickety splits to try to apply we find out she's 19 i knew she wasn't that old and that she because she could have been lying but i don't think she was she looks about 19 and she auditions or she well i guess auditions is what he wanted her to do after the fact and that she was surprised that he was about to well no i guess her look before she closed the door was more of a yeah i know this is about to happen i'm just not sure why she felt this was the right way in the first place you ain't gotta demean yourself just to (laughs) like i thought her first plan should have been her first plan and if she had maybe put it out there to what she could do for marty he could have flexed with it worked with it especially because her plan the second one was brilliant and the first one just made absolutely no sense like if i'm thinking about g-ing up myself the first thing i'm not gonna do is use my sexuality i get a cock tease i'm not sucking your cock but she ends up punching him in the nuts and leaves and i will say that was kind of rude i'm just gonna put it out there he was a douchebag seth Vinny, whoever his name was steroid man but he also was not like 
not advertising exactly what the fuck he was doing like he asked her legitimate what what your he should have asked for a license that would have been the right thing to do but he made it clear you gonna have to get nasty and then when he said shut the door like that was also clear that nastiness started right now (laughs) when you auditioning for the part we need to see if you're good enough to get the role she could have just walked out i mean just like now you know what i'm good and he would have probably said oh okay because you look like you was half scared when you walked in here like you was playing a role i wasn't sure you were going to play and he probably just wouldn't let her go on her merry way but because she went that far he was the asshole i approve of beating the shit out of terrible men but in a moment of when they deserve it like all the all the strippers out there beating his ass would have been a legitimate offense like you paying me this much when you doing all types of shit on the side you could at least give us a five percent increase a one percent some a day off anything let's go back to the the bar because that's where the federal agent was and he saw that conversation and he saw that roof was of interest to marty so he went back to his hotel room why he's sitting there in the nude some people are nudists i ain't hating on him he's in his room when he's doing it but it is a little (laughs) strange and he pulls up her criminal record and then he looks into her family and then he spots his uh his fish it's literal they go fishing with the guy uh and russ he was picked up for something and now we know what it is he pulled a george michael he probably can't even believe his luck as a gay man himself like oh okay well i know this ass is worth getting some i seen how trevor over here acting so let me go ahead and shake my goodies this is easier than i thought and he goes to the bar and he starts talking about needing someone to show him around who's willing to pay a hundred bucks russ introduces himself and the next thing we know they're fly fishing he's talking about his ex how he's from chicago how he's just enjoying the air talks this crazy story that i didn't really get and then the next thing russ knows he's going so um your ex she 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 was she hot and then (laughs) and then seth's like uh it's a he Mm -hmm. over there laughing at his jokes like that the whole entire mood changed he even was like uh i only fuck men who want me to and he was kind of like oh you can say you're straight but you're not saying it and you're not saying you don't want me to he just went back to fly fishing (laughs) then he is uh driving i like that it's his truck but he's allowing russ to drive i see you um he's basically saying i'll be bitch you can have it any way you want. <laughs> I love it because you don't see this very often. And that's why I love it. You never see the man or a gay man be represented in this matter where they're like, oh, I get to go. What do they call it when we when females do it? 
catfish maybe it's catfishing no that's when you get caught with like little kids or some shit i don't know what the terminology is but you are being used for your goods and he's putting them goods all out there he's doing a good job even smiles at the family oh he tries to get out of the car tries to get a a date with him again like oh when when's another time oh i have to think about it and then he comes out and looks at the little lions he's like oh what is this he ran over there so quick so he couldn't get away and then here comes the other one i forgot his name boyd see i'll get him so many people i will say that it's a lot of names but boyd and rue show up and he's like oh hey how you doing and he's just like oh okay so i'll i'll you know call me i'll pay you if it's about money and the boy's like money i need a dollar 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 that's what i need hey hey well i need a dollar 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 that's what i need and because he protested too loudly we definitely know that russ does not want to have anyone knowing about his little man crush and he's not sure that he should let his man crush proceed further because he is definitely closeted because he used such an offensive term but seth's made some lead way why seth not be his name i'll look it up later right now i'm not but he's kind of my favorite <laughs> because he's smart he you he he did what honey trap that's what it's called I figured it out i'm smart the honey trap is what seth is putting out there and i'm with your game so then we go to roof saying or calling homeboy marty to say i need two thousand dollars marty's like what for she's like I'm going to use all the terminology you threw in my face when I asked these same questions. And I wanted him to be like, but bitch, you wasn't asking me for $2,000. I was asking, do you want this job? But he is distracted because he sees his son, Jonah, who has taken a wolf out of the woods and is gutting it in full view of the house on the dock. And Marty is terrified because he's probably been up many a night thinking, my kid's gonna be a fucking serial killer (laughs) he even said it on the boat he's always been weird he's always been weird i mean it's just something he has no friends and he can't make them and he's like 10 okay at some point we need to talk about this and address it he tells ruth i'll give you whatever you want i don't care then he calls wendy like we gotta talk we gotta seriously talk and they go out on the boat at night because when she comes home she's talking about wanting to buy money for this house on the lake that she's been wanting to do since earlier in the episode when he first was leaving for the day she's like i know things aren't good between us and he's like spit it out what what the fuck do you want it's like i really just want to do my part he's like i'm not giving you twenty thousand dollars because you want to have a career (laughs) but i will say at least she wants to do something because there are women like wendy that would just sit in the house all day go get some 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 um what do you call them tans you know wouldn't i be stressing she seems to want to be useful and that seems to be a step up from what she was doing the last 15 years of her life 
so oh well she said she did have a job before my my apologies wendy you did work before um then she said that a congress or something i don't know maybe i misheard that in the first or second episode i don't know it's a long time ago but she does have a degree she wants to do something she says she wants to help launder money he needs fucking help but he also has a plan but he does not communicate that plan whatsoever to her and doesn't feel he needs to even though there's still a partnership and that's where i'm like marty either you're a partnership or you pissed off that she banged gary because we can't have it both ways if you want it to be a partnership at the end of this episode because as soon as things popped off with the family you was like come on we gotta row out in the in the lake and i am with with charlotte on that one thing sound does carry and y'all was talking loud as fuck i'm not even talking about the children hearing you never mind that anyone else who was around could have heard your entire conversation don't put all your business out there y'all couldn't have found anywhere in the car in the car would have been sufficient why do we need to roll all the way out on a boat the thing is and this is just me as a parent myself if i saw my child on the dock gutting something the first thing i'm doing fuck calling your father what the fuck you doing (laughs) i'm taking my ass down to the dock and i'm asking some questions and i will get those answers and we can discuss later this once again with your father but i'm not waiting no i will not i need to know right now which is also what they should have done in the first place why did y'all need to go all the way out and do the panic button before you even decided to speak to your child and figure out what their mindset was then see if you needed to press the panic button but you wanted to be a drama queen and i'm realizing they both are that's what attracts both of y'all because i'm thinking if wendy's a hot mess then why is marty he ain't a victim in this they usually never are he says he's concerned she goes all the way to he could be shooting up schools charlotte's listening to this whole entire conversation then they decide to have a conversation with jonah to ask why were you he says i was studying vultures and he gave a whole uh animal planet dissertation on why he was gutting the wolf what y'all need to do is put him in boy scouts he needs to be doing this shit responsibly would i want to gut a wolf no but some people uh, their their life is in a morgue would you have thought that didn't come from nowhere that they just grew up and said you know what i want to be a mortician that that started at some weird fascination with death at this time in his life instead of teaching him money laundering because that's not what he needs because that's gonna turn all of those dark things to him not working at the morgue or being a zoologist or whatever morbid job is out there that some of us don't understand how other people do but they do them and we need them in our society clearly but because you are going down a criminal path now his mindset is going to turn the other way and that's y'all's fault y'all are to blame for this and that y'all just walked away even at the end of the conversation being like okay it's not shooting up schools, so it's good we all good and then the next morning they're all cheery at the table and then this fucking bitch charlotte i have nothing to say for her that she would take a private conversation and then use it to do nothing but nothing but hurt your brother talking about 
They thought she was gonna shoot up schools. Because you are a bitch. She's all, I'm tired of this bullshit. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, 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 wah. I know you live in my house. You ain't paying no bills. You can shut the fuck up. When she ran out of the house, y'all is crazy. Y'all are, look, I'm not an advocate for beating children. Okay? Especially when they're 15 year old. Because that at that point, we scrapping. It's not, hey, you getting a whooping. We are throwing down. Right? I would never want it to happen. But if you acting like Charlotte in this moment, you best believe I'm going to snatch your ass and throw you across the damn room. What is your problem? <laughs> I don't care how angry you are. Do you need someone to talk to? I will pay for your therapy lessons. But you're not going to talk to me like that in my house. You're not going to take a private. I don't care if it's down, Carrie. If you need to get something off your chest and you come get it off your chest to me. You don't even bring Jonah into the situation. Them saying this is not a place to raise children. That's because this bitch is miserable and this is where she grew up and she don't, she got PTSD of her childhood. So Wendy got problems as well. All of them are just fucked. They're fu- and I would feel bad for Charlotte, except her parents just made it so I don't like her. I can't because I want to course correct her as a teenage child and not validate her feelings that her parents are really to blame for the situation because let's let's be real if this was my daughter in the same situation even if i was laundering money this would not be happening (laughs) in this nope one ride or die first and foremost ride or die family comes first you best believe she ain't gonna be disloyal and disloyal means i'm not going to make my life or your life harder by stressing on you in a stressful fucking time like we might fucking die like i know that's a lot for you to put on your shoulders but at the same time you either going to the police (laughs) and ratting us the fuck out or you're sitting the fuck down both i will respect i will still love you either way but you got to do what you got to do you 15 jonah is he he need to go just sit he ain't even tripping really he just got he's inquisitive he's got questions and he needs more activities and y'all need to put him in a camp but it's how exact all the what i'm saying all the stuff i'm saying is how i would handle the situation and they're not handling it right not only that going back to why my daughter would be way wouldn't even even think about talking to me like this at the table because we cut that shit off in black families young right like don't test the lines there's but there's lines they don't cross and as they get older those lines they, they get more cemented on the lines you don't cross in the ones like you know they go mumble under their breath you know when you tell them to go to sleep they're gonna try to sneak on their phone these are the lines that i know every child does but yelling at me is a line they're not gonna cross because they know for facts when i was a little baby when they was a little baby i put the fucking fear of god in them because <laughs> when they little baby kids like two or three years old they try that shit too like no that's the first time that's when you supposed to start like that's why they say spanking no pow <laughs> that shit is there for life and not know on everything know on the shit that you know like you put poop on the wall oh hell no you've crossed the line 
And every kid, every black child know where that line is. Every black child know where that line is. They don't fucking cross it. Or if they do, they know they about to get bloody. Something about to go on. And another thing, what's this who said it? Like, what is up with this good parent, bad... Like, y'all literally pay your parents against each other and your parents are like, I'm gonna win, I'm gonna lose. Everybody hates Wendy. Like, she's the worst. <laughs> like, dad took care of us. Dad loved us. Wendy, and that's... I, I don't know. And then, when she loses one battle, because she know who said it, because or Jonah know who said it, she gonna look to her other child and try to win her side, because she gonna like, I know. I'm grounded. I don't have my phone. I can't do nothing. I want to kill myself. She goes, no, you're right. Fuck you. Fuck you. And you, and you. I wanted to push both them bitches off the dock and drown them. And then we have <laughs> Marty later on saying he's got to go do something. Did you notice when he was at the bar talking to Rachel? I think I might owe uh Mimi an apology because it did seem as if he was a little or she was putting it out there like oh granted someone else brought up the conversation I'll give him that like oh she goes and has sex with random men instead of watching the game but he definitely wanted to watch the game with her and there was some flirty banter but it also could be work flirty banter because I feel like that's how I am with my work folks and maybe that's what you're seeing like I didn't see anything overt but if it went there I wouldn't be surprised so I guess whatever Mimi did see was at least meant to be explored I didn't see it the first time I still went back and watched and I was like yeah I still don't see it I'm wondering if he gave the interested look because he wanted to know what the fuck she was doing and since he's the type of person that would have tabs on everyone I and like oh you go and dance with people that sounds so he drives roof to lickety slit splits and then once they're there she pays the the boys three and three other adolescents to go into the strip club they got money so of course the strip club gonna let them in they don't care that they're freaking 12 years old and then their shots fired reported the police show up they find minors they uh they arrest a steroid guy it's not good for him he's like call my fucking lawyer <laughs> it's a perfect plan but Ruth calls uh Marty to say uh I don't know how to get this safe open <laughs> he's like you didn't fucking know what you were doing this entire time you just bluffed your way and he says it doesn't matter if the safe is small enough like a microwave they end up just putting that shit <laughs> on a freaking chain and yanking it out and he finds what he needs which is the deed to all of his properties and I don't know again the schematics he goes to jail and he talks to him and says I want to buy the club for $200,000 I think that's a fair price he's like fuck you I'm not selling he says look um have you wondered why your bank accounts are frozen (laughs) and why your lawyer happens to be uh, my lawyer he goes into this whole spiel and after it having him buy the nutsack he tells him that i'm gonna sell the club to you for 175 thousand dollars because you made me go through the spiel and he has no choice but to take it 
and now marty is the proud owner of lickety splits and he is going to be able to hustle a lot more money and he plans on actually (laughs) making the place profitable because that is his spiel and he goes and tells the ladies like you should be treated with respect there's no more back uh lap dancing doing blowjobs we're not going to do any more prostitution and they looked at him like then how are we supposed to make money because you clearly think respect and a sucking dick are the same thing some of us got to do this to get paid because that's how you get paid around here you fucking rich fuck and i respect that twist to his worldview i do so then he gives ruth her cut of the deal She's like, I don't say thank you. And he's like, but I really want you to. And she really was a little ungrateful because if this was someone else who paid her for a job and she screwed up this royally, I mean, he had to literally bail her out of the job. They might have slit your throat. And these are the people that you need to realize that Marty rolls with. And if you're going to be a businesswoman, you need to be a little bit more correct with your behavior then we have the whole weird i'm calling gary situation because we don't know who she's i thought wendy was talking to her brother talking about how shit out here it's like when she grew up people can go crazy i just wanted to hear your voice we don't know who she's calling and we saw marty see she was talking to someone someone that he could not get her attention from he goes and checks her phone when he's charging his he thought he was gonna check that phone anyway he just came up with a really good excuse to be near her phone and then called it and it goes to gary's voicemail and that's not embarrassing at all his self-esteem hit a certain level like she had feelings for this dude or is she just so lonely that i don't even know i can't figure wendy out because gary was not a good looking guy so she wasn't in and i thought she may have been in it for the the gold digging but no she clearly just likes to likes older men maybe she got some daddy issues that she's working out because i mean take a picture look at gary and take a put uh look at jason bateman that that's night and day man night and day and i know that can't make her, him feel great because then he goes back and starts looking at the sex video again which is also equally just really creepy and defines both of their very volatile disgusting relationship because she comes in all pissed off like i bought the property because I'm, I'm i'm trying to save the family because she really and to me it feels as if she undermines him all the time like she does not have the confidence in him she portrays she feels she always has to get hers or make sure there's a back door where she has something because she even put it forth earlier in the episode let's change the deeds in my name in case anything goes wrong like bitch like you didn't try to steal from me not even two to three weeks ago maybe it's been a month or so but wow wow (laughs) just wow she said what did you do today to help our family and he said i bought a strip club (laughs) 
Like, I've, I've broken several laws. Everything I've done, this whole money laundering so that the kids can go to the good schools and you can go be fucking Trump America. Yeah, that, that money didn't grow on fucking trees and there was a gun to my head the whole entire time I was doing it. No matter the fact that it seemed as if it was smooth as pie. But it was not smooth as pie because it never is. Because there's money, pro- there's problems. More money, more problems. It's the most authentic thing Puff Daddy said. The end of the episode is where it got interesting because Mr. Bodybuilder gets out of jail Ooh, I know what I can call him now. Dang, I should have had it the whole time. The knockoff Vin Diesel. He goes to this ranch, farm. A lot of acres means shady. And we see, uh, is that Peter Mullen? He was in uh, Westworld. <laughs> wait, wait. Just wait, Mimi and Shy. You're going to see Westworld everywhere. Mimi thinks she's going to get away from it. She's not. And... He tells his wife Darlene to get some lemonade as they go have a chat. He's all cheery. And the minute he smiled at him, I was like, you a dead man. You fucked up. You have screwed up royally. Because I'm thinking, who is he money laundering for? And I'm not sure why Marty didn't think about that either. Like, hey, maybe someone might be mad. But I guess he's got a mob backing him. I mean, that's a little bit. But you should have thought that no one would have claimed this territory or maybe he said one is like the other like hey you still want your money laundered i could do that for you too no that's conflict of interest Dell ain't gonna want the mexican mom ain't gonna want that they is not gonna want to work with the excuse the term hillbillies he called himself a hillbilly that's what he said or did he call yeah he called himself a hillbilly uh he called the other dude a redneck so yeah those two don't mix at all first and foremost you know the hillbilly's racist ain't nobody got time for that oh my god now i'm thinking there might be a war there might be a drug war a money laundering war i don't trust these people these are the snails and uh darlene brings the second cup after this very long story that i quite frankly did not get the point of other than he is too damn calm to have lost his money laundering operation to someone else and then this man can't even account for who the hell might have squealed on them it's so many leaks it, i mean he was just in a sinking boat the entire time and he decided to let him drown by having darlene stab him in the neck with something it kills him and then he says i fucking hate rednecks and i'm like i'm sure you hate blacks mexicans latinas Native Americans, Indians, anyone of color, woke folk. Wendy might even get a white woman she can learn from. This is this is interesting. All right, it's it's uh it's really me back to uh some excitement, and I don't want to focus on these kids and how much I hate them or how dysfunctional this family is. Let's just go ahead and toss. I don't I don't I'm not gonna feel bad for these people. I don't. They made a choice. You make a choice to launder money. It's not even like you was dying of cancer. <laughs> it's not as if, you know, whatever sob story you got in your background does not justify you working a criminal enterprise and getting paid. Now, you was born with privilege. You was white. That everything else, you know, black people come two times harder. So if they can make it, 
your ass can go ahead and do it legally too and we don't always get there but for the many that do and a lot of them do some people swam across boats some people came with a with luggage and slept with 12 people in a room like stop this oh i came my life was so fucking hard and so were a lot of people that made their way in this country with less so that is a fucking excuse i'm really tired of hearing and i guess that's a good segue to the feedback Christina is me shy. I am here to talk about Ozark episode four. Almost spaced out a little bit, um, <laughs> thinking that uh, for some reason, just that quick, I forgot that I needed to send feedback. I just—I was supposed to have watched this episode yesterday, but my eyes just—I was just getting tired. I couldn't do it. <clears throat> excuse me and so I saved it for today you know thinking I'll be more well rested which I was um definitely a lot more well rested from my crazy week of work but yeah now I'm starting to feel it a little bit as the evening progresses so yeah let me get this into you so that I can have it or you can have it I should say for the podcast um, yeah, this one was a good episode. Um, I will say that there was a quite a bit more going on in this episode than last one. Um, I'll start off by saying that the whole Jonah thing uh, really threw me for a loop. I was like, okay, I'm glad that even I mean, even though they he explained what he was doing. Um, in regards to picking up, getting dead animals, bringing them to the dock, cutting open the carcass and pulling out the innards for the vultures to get to him so he can study the vultures. I'm like, that's still weird. I mean, they were relieved. They were relieved. I guess when you start out at a 10 and then it dials it down to a 5, you're like, oh, that's not so bad. You know, because they were on the, which is totally understandable. They were on the, you know, school shooting, (laughs) you know, serial killer type um, mindset as far as killing animals and all that good stuff. So to find out that he's not killing them. Um, he's just pulling out their insides and studying vultures while that's it's a relief to know he's not killing animals I'm still thinking that's strange and I would still be concerned that my child is taking dead animals and pulling out their guts to study something Um, I, I don't know maybe that's just me but yeah, I will still have a concern. Um, then we have Charlotte being extra. I mean, I tell you, they. I mean, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all said it correctly. You know, this the the audacity in in this show. It's like only 
only white parents can can do this kind of stuff so I'm like you know they're sitting there you know Charlotte is confronting them having an attitude first she's eavesdropping on her parents while they're out in the water um discussing Jonah and everything and then she confronts them at the dinner table in front of Jonah like that is uh, this child man she I mean I'm gonna go I'm gonna use uh on not exact terms what Mimi says but I, I want to slap her in this episode I'm like girl can you not I mean the the stuff that they say you know around each other is just so inappropriate the things they say to the kids the things the kids say to them um but anyway so I'm just glad Jonah does I mean he still has a I think a slight fixation on death which is creepy because he was asking buddy about dying and then now he's pulling carcasses to the docks to watch vultures who prey on the dead so I still think there's something morbid about that but uh yeah we'll go for them we'll go with that um but yeah I'm glad we didn't get that much Charlotte in this one because she was really annoying me and how they just let her get away with I mean again with me having teenagers it just grates on my nerves probably more than the average because it's like there's just no way I, I mean my kids just don't do that and they know there's a like Mimi said there's a boundaries that you just you just have to have you got to establish that I deal with this kind of stuff all the time in my job you know parents who don't have boundaries with their kids and then they wonder why their kids and you know Mimi talked about it as well you know get older and back and doing what Charlotte's doing talking back don't have any respect you know ugh, cursing oh my lord just 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 crazy nonsense um but anyway uh then we got wendy who is why why is she calling <laughs> calling gary's voicemail just to leave these random messages on his phone on his voicemail like the guy is dead it's just so weird um we got marty uh trying to i forget the stripper guy's name so i'm just calling him stripper guy she who she he recruits ruth to steal the safe um trying to get an end with this guy i guess he marty's smart i will give him that you know i guess the girl uh, what's her name margaret gives him i didn't know where they were going with that when she gave him the pay stub and then he saw that it didn't have a name on it but again I guess when you're immersed in that world those things make more sense and you you can um figure out what's going on and you know what's what other people are up to when you're in that type of a world because I was like okay so he doesn't have his name on it (laughs) so and oh that reminds me when he was explaining the um laundry money laundering 101 I'm still confused this still don't make no sense to me I'm I mean I'm with Mimi I never haven't said it before but I'm still confused as to how that works so if I find and I mean I get the part where you know if you find a million dollars and all of a sudden you just buying what I'm mean, outside of your means yeah that's gonna bring bring attention to you especially <laughs> 
when you don't have the type of job that would support that um so yeah people are going to come looking and the IRS specifically and questioning you so but outside of that I just don't understand the the whole process so you get the dirty money in I guess you slowly blend it in with true clean money um and then you put it in the bank and then it's and then you get a business that is more cash dominant than using credit to easily um infuse money into it you know the the dirty money i'm guessing that's what he's talking about and so he the money that eight million dollars he got from dell he's blending that in with the money that he's getting from the businesses that he's now running and then i guess he has to so he's literally laundering money he's putting money in the dryer (laughs) to make it look worn and all that stuff i thought that was funny so i guess i'm like that must be how they got the name because you're literally putting money in the laundry (laughs) so and dirty money coming out clean very very uh yeah anyway um what else so we see roy the fbi guys trying to get an end with the langmore rust from the langmore clan so i'm wondering where what his angle is with this guy um and i thought it was interesting that he outed himself you know because this is you would think this is a type of town that has backwards thinking and are very homophobic or racist or whatever the case may be that you wouldn't want to you know come out come out and say that you're gay but apparently he must know something that i don't know about russ so like he's a closeted gay person or something because why else would you say that like why else would you especially initially on the on the upon initially getting to know someone and especially in a place where it seemed like you know the guy i don't know the guy that the stripper guy went to go see what was his name darlene and man i forget the guy's name the husband um rednecks i'm like that mm, so that's gonna be interesting but speaking of darlene and i don't know why i remember i remember the wife but not the husband's name but they are pissed off that the stripper guy's business got uh pulled up from under him so apparently he's got some shady dealings with them and they killed him for it um so i'm thinking he's laundering money for this couple and now marty is coming in and taking their taking away their business and that's gonna be another thing so you got dale on this side and this couple um coming in from another angle looks like and they don't play either so (laughs) wow so things are starting to get complicated quick um ruth in this one yeah she's definitely gonna be a problem at some point i'm curious as to why marty is telling her so much uh you know showing her so much because she just can't be trusted but marty is smart i'm sure he understands that about ruth but you know still um i guess i'll be i'm gonna be a little bit more 
have a little bit more skepticism in regards to her. And I think that's it. That's all I can recall from this one. Um, like I said, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. So, uh, in regards to a few things, a few things, Jonah, yeah, I can see, you know, it being weird. Not the, the, not the you're not going to go out and see your kid gutting an animal and be like, oh, that's nice. However, as I was stating earlier, you know, it, it, some, some people get fascinated by the weirdest of things but it's not only that you know Jonah and they've said it before he had um some social issues and if you look at Marty and I haven't touched too much on it but he seems to also uh I'm starting to realize have that same there's something a little off in their reactions I mean even how he expresses his anger with Wendy or his disappointment or whatever the case may be he goes back to this obsession of watching this man have sex with his wife and then she is herself calling the dead man which indicates she had feelings for this person as I stated earlier as well so instead of confronting her on that he is just closing into himself and I'm not sure how communication was before but it does feel as if he does not give her any information like you're on a need to know basis when i need to know when there's a crisis that he needs her assistance with it's windy windy and then when she needs him sometimes he's there but other times he's not i think that they're both control freaks but his may come from a an absolute need for control I'm not sure what his story is. I mean, there's got to be one there (laughs) to explain why he is the way he is. And I think he understands his son. And that's why, even though it's shitty for him to be teaching his son money laundering, he sees something in him. And that's why he's concerned. And even he was telling Wendy, like, me being concerned isn't, hey, he's going to shoot up the school. It's He's starting to express himself. And then Wendy jumped to all these conclusions about the fact that, you know, the whole time, you know, maybe those dead animals weren't the other Wyatt kid. And I threw a, a, a possum on the roof. And he's like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? And why Charlotte got mad about that? Like, why would you go do something like, if I heard my mom, dad, I'm like, girl, that was gangster. <laughs> because she's in the end defending your fucking honor you unappreciative heifer but it's okay for you to suck people in the middle of the street uh i just i mean you were already bringing attention to yourself you couldn't even get a job right and i forgot to mention the part of the episode (laughs) where the family called back gary's family and they're like um we don't know what happened to our dad we just want some information and they say your name is Wendy and she hung up so quick like what did you expect that they would not be curious to know what happened 
And then that's so stupid for you to do. Like the FBI, they showed up at your house and you're calling the man who was tossed off of his damn balcony. What the fuck is wrong with you, Wendy? You're so damn reckless. And then you have homeboy over here not even saying he ain't even thinking about that. He's more thinking about the fact that my wife, he really in love with her. To the he's not cheating. He's not thinking about cheating. He's not, he, whatever his fascination is, it definitely stems on her. Now, rather, that's going to eventually, that love, it's going to poison. I mean, the well's already poisoned. Then you go through this dark hate. I mean, everyone knows that ex that you're over, but you're still trying to stay together. And that never works because you just end up hating each other. I know I have two parents who are doing it right now those those situations ultimately the kids suffer because the kids are now used as ammunition between the war that is your eternal but you still think somewhere along the line that it's love i hate them already but they're fascinating and i hate them not not even just for who they i hate the most for what they are going to be doing to their children even if their children are as disrespectful as charlotte is as i said before that really comes down to the parents if you had done your job right the first time this would not be occurring uh you said rednecks they like to be called hillbillies the snails i think i said that but i'm not sure i just wrote it down uh yeah and then i was talking about jonah as well he's feeling vulnerable for the first time you know how everyone maybe not every kid did you know you didn't watch the haunting of hill house uh so yeah they, they explore that a little bit more but some kids do take that that first death really hard they call it existential crisis we have it many times and the first time is when we understand truly that we can be killed what death is and when you're a child you don't think about it too much until usually a family member dies or your dog or a favorite pet and then you gotta wonder where they go and they ask all those questions i mean that that's that's what he's going to going through except it's at an extreme level because not only that he's been lied to which they that was facts uh i've been lied to my whole entire life you know i don't know who you really are you're my parents i still love you but now because of my love of you and because you're my parents it's i'm compromised in how i feel about your decisions (laughs) your life decisions are affecting me and i have absolutely no control other than to betray you and of course i don't want to betray you because i love you and you're my parents that's an impossible situation to be dealing with so that's that other talking out of the side of my mouth that understands that charlotte is a sense going through something deep it's her way in which she responds out of her mouth to her parents about that then we have um him had been circled by vultures which he is he's able to go off in the woods by himself he he's not getting the attention that he needs and he's always been rather lonely but he's given him more attention than his parents have and i think that marty tries the most which is why i think he too at the end involved him i'm still calling him trash i stand by what i say Uh, i'm like will son let's go ahead and look at some camps 
some camps for his health have him be with some some uh, macgyver motherfuckers learning how to be a kung fu master out in that wild let him do that but as far as as why he's reacting and then his fascination with death at this point that doesn't seem as odd to me uh he's taking it you know yeah it's a step farther than i would be comfortable with but i don't necessarily think he's that is the most cause for concern not the act itself of what it means for his future because everyone like kids the boys they burn ants they do weird shit i mean some, some people do just do stuff the way men treat women <laughs> teenage boys the way they talk about women is i i find that as atrocious as cutting open the belly of a of an animal just in a different type of fashion and yes i don't know what's gonna go on with these uh these snails but they are definitely interesting and roy thank you for telling me roy's name it's not seth i don't know who seth is but he got name dropped a lot this episode <laughs> maybe one day he'll be assigned to an actual character <laughs> that i have missed uh and i didn't pay too much attention to the money laundering aspect of it yeah the schematics don't fascinate me as much i'm not gonna get into it and the thought of bullets coming at me you know life is short enough why take the chances uh, of shortening it even even further just doesn't work out oh i think i was talking about marty i am a little over the place right now i was talking about marty and how he might be on the spectrum of something and i know when you people say that or you're autistic they automatically jump to one or another conclusion because it's been portrayed in a lot of different ways rain man uh what's going on with the, the good doctor whatever the case may be but it is very clear that he is indeed special at what he does not only does Dell stay it but it the way he i mean he just flows with it the minute i mean he's addicted to it in a way he's just he's instantly it comes to him like water how it's hard to other people it's simple to him it's trigonometry so i think because of that and where his brain is prone to be it's not as if he can't show affection to his family and he's always talking in a very sarcastic manner um i think he deflects a lot of his own personal emotions he's able to talk with them and i think that that relationship is important to him with wendy and why i think this betrayal also is like a lot for him to deal with it's distracting him uh as he said himself is because that was really in his mind his best friend all their flaws together that's what it was and now she he realizes that she's over it in a way and no matter how long they're together if they even you know clearly there's four seasons they don't look like they're divorced so they're gonna reconcile at some point i gotta guess or at least come to some more peaceful less acrimonious or maybe it gets more acrimony like i said i think it's gonna go more acrimonious but we're only in season one so i think there's room for reconciliation 
but I think she showed a lot of her cards and that feeling's not going to go away. If anything, she's getting bolder because now the secret's out. Now she doesn't have to pretend. And that may be a little worrying or should be worrying to Marty. And maybe he is a little worried. I don't know. He doesn't seem like he's worried. He seems like um, you were supposed to be my boo and you're not. I think that's all the notes I wrote down on your podcast, on your feedback. I was listening most of it um, that I wanted to comment on anyway. So let's get over to Mimi. What up, Christina? It's Mimi sending in feedback for Ozark Season 1, Episode 4. So I didn't write notes on this show, um, and it took me a day and a half to watch because I fell asleep yesterday way before I was ready. (laughs) So... I had to start it over and then I got interrupted about 27 times because all five boys are at my house. Um, one's mine, one is uh, Darren's nephew, and the other three are my um, stepbrothers. And they are six, nine, and 11. And Lord knows it's like having four extra Derricks here they all wrestling in the living room and you know you would think that you know me guys be careful would help but it doesn't and then darren goes is like oh wait i can fix it and he throws two mats on the floor like two like bed like uh portable beds that just made him think that it was even it was it was time to even wrestle harder so i just i give up i they're with um darren took them bowling whatever i was like you know what I'm going to sit here. I'm going to finish my show. I'm going to send my feedback. Y'all do you because I am sick of you. I was here by myself with them for three hours and I wanted to shoot myself. (laughs) So I'm going to just go off memory and you know how that be, Christina. So please keep the dragging to a minimum, please. I'm going to do my best. What I remember at the beginning was um, when they when Wendy saw their son um dragging that it looked like what was it a wolf i think it was a wolf a wolf on the pier and well it was a dock and like pulling out the intestines and i'm not gonna lie that was pretty peculiar but the difference between my parenting style and i guess wendy and um marty is that i would have immediately walked over there and been like Derek, what are you doing why are you pulling out the entrails of a carcass and my next question would be wait a second did you kill that animal because that is not okay and then that would have cleared up everything right there but talking about the little boy behind his back and calling him weirdo like my son is weird and i know he's weird nine-year-olds are weird 10 year olds are weird i mean i gotta be honest with you i feel like kids are weird just in general once they get like six and their personality starts you know pouring out they're weird up until i would say until being weird is is frowned upon and i would say probably like high school and then they they're still weird they're just real quiet about it that's just my general rule of of life and observation you know because i did a lot of uh like I wanted to be a child psychiatrist that was my original goal but I couldn't like I just realized that like that kind of 
learning like to get my degree is not the kind of I can't do it it was just too boring like having a, to write a thesis statement and then I found out that psychiatrists had to go to medical school like I was like Ugh, no um so I decided against it but when I was doing my undergrad I took I took all kinds of psychology classes that were like about kids and I even there was a like a I think it was like science, nutrition science or some some of the class like that where they had a lot of pediatric classes, too. And I took all of those. So, you know, I, I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable about children. I didn't get any practical learning experience because I didn't go into jobs. I did. I, I have worked like care for pediatric patients, but it's not quite the same. And I did. I was a daycare teacher for two years. So, you know, and all of that training that I do, I feel I. I've done I feel like I know kids and kids are weird um, but they do know more than people give them credit for so I feel like the way they went about treating him was not okay I feel like they owed Jonah the benefit of the doubt to at least talk to him like it just doesn't seem right that they you know went out on a boat to talk about him and granted you know I think Charlotte need her ass whooped because the way she dragged that shit out in the middle of dinner was rude as fuck. And it wasn't fair to Jonah for him to find out like that. Um, she wasn't wrong. Like you like you're being a hypocrite. And at this point, I feel like Wendy didn't already let the cat out of the bag. So y'all might as well just go ahead and just be truthful. Just tell them the truth. Like they know everything at this point you know there's no reason to even hide anything and at the end of it when jonah was like you know teach me well we might as well wendy didn't let everything out of the bag with her dumb ass she didn't already decided that y'all grown enough to know the truth so why are we hiding things at this point like if you could tell them about the damn cartel i feel like you can tell them that you know it's weird that i saw you dragging a carcass on the dock and pulling out entrails like I'm gonna need you to tell me what happened um back to Charlotte seriously like she need her ass whooped because I I don't care how grown you think you are at some point you need to get boundaries like look you are still what is she 15 you're 15 you're in living in my house I pay all your bills. You have no life experiences. You are not going to talk to me like this. And if you continue to disrespect me, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, that's just the bottom line. I hate when people let their kids get away with stuff like this. Because it's like if they will disrespect you at 15, they will do an even, they will do even more at 16, 17, and 18. And then it gets to the point where it gets to, you know, what they're doing is illegal. And we can't do anything about it because they're already to the point where now you need to go to jail because your parents did a terrible job like her dragging them and yelling at them like I I tell Derek all the time if I did something wrong or if I hurt your feelings or if I unfairly yelled at you you have the right you can talk to me tell me you have the right to say mom that hurt my feelings but my son knows that there's a way you talk to me and I don't I'm not even one of those parents that if you say if you slip and say an f-bomb i'm gonna beat your ass like no 
I curse all the time. So I know if my son curse, he gets it from me. But it's the context behind it. You are not going to be yelling at me and curse me out and think that I'm not going to beat the shit out of you. Absolutely not. Like, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. And Charlotte could have easily said, look, I overheard that conversation you guys had about Jonah. We need to talk about this because you guys said that, that we weren't going to lie to each other. We were always going to be honest, blah, 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 you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And there was a respectful way she could have brought that up because her points were valid. She wasn't wrong. It was just the delivery for me. Like, no, Heifer, you are not going to be disrespectful to me like this. I am not going to be. I'm not going to have it, girl. I will. I will straight whoop your ass like absolutely not and I just I, the way this show is going I don't think we're ever going to get that line drawn with um Charlotte and her parents like I think they gonna let her she they gonna let her just treat them any kind of way and just be okay with it and maybe Wendy feels guilty because what she's done so far she's allowing her kid to you know bend the rules I'm not sure but you know just not I'm not trying to be stereotypical but I've known more I've grown up around more white people than I have black people and all of my friends used to talk to their parents any kind of way I wouldn't even think like literally wouldn't have my mindset to talk to my mom like that because I knew she would slap the shit out of me so I'm just gonna go ahead and say that this is how they always are I don't think it's because of you know the situation that they're in um, the other thing I want to talk about is like <laughs> the whole Ruth thing. I gotta say, like, I felt like her plan, like she pl like kind of planned it to still to get into the safe, but she didn't think it all the way through. Like, I feel like before you put this in motion, you should have probably figured out how to open the safe. Like, I'm surprised the whole thing with Marty even worked. Like, the cops didn't hear you drag a whole ass safe out of the back of a damn strip club but okay whatever it worked um and that whole hillbilly redneck story <laughs> that shit went right over my head i always thought a hillbilly and a redneck were the same thing but i guess you know the the titty bar owner was a redneck and the guy who clearly runs shit in that town is the um hillbilly i will say though that you know it seems as though <laughs> marty was not wrong about this uh place being untapped money because dude was running a whole laundry business through this strip club he knew and i i knew when he when he said what he said to marty that that wasn't an innocent business um marty i think just marty's just the smartest person in this town and that's how he could see like not only is the guy running money through the same company but he was able to look at paperwork and see what it is you know what i'm saying i don't think the average person would have been able to look at that deed and know that if i take it there's no proof that this place is his like that's just i think that's just marty um i will say that man's wife was a savage she was savage as hell not only did she <laughs> did she drop all of her damn uh lemonade um dishes but she jabbed that needle smoothing dude's neck without without a second thought and she said she did it without even like a hesitation she didn't look sad she looked fierce as hell so 
I feel like though, I gotta be honest, like Marty is probably to the point, like he knows that that guy is not the brains of the operation. I know that Marty has to know that he's working for someone else. But I think he's under the guise of, you know, my boss is a bigger boss than that boss. Like there's no way that this man is pulling in as much money as my guy. So he's under the Mexican t cartels um, protection. So he probably was like, you know, whose dick is bigger. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with my guy because my guy was running shit through Chicago. So that's what I, that's what I'm assuming. But you know, who knows? I might be wrong. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, I feel like I'm missing something, but whatever. Um, so until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, Queen of the Couch Mimi out. All right, that was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So I'm having that same very weekend this weekend. So I feel you and I'm not dragging you anymore because you attacked me today. I mean, I was talking to Shy, y'all, and she jumped in like out of fucking nowhere. Like she felt in her soul somewhere that I must have been dragging her and she just popped in. She didn't even read the whole train of conversation. I mentioned you for it. She's like, I fucking watch you for it too. I was like, oh my God. And then I knew that voodoo shit that happened to me last night was on you. Y'all going back up off you. Can you take the hex off me? Okay. You ain't got to attack me in my sleep. Okay. Anyhow. Uh, I think you got everything, but you reminded me of something. You didn't touch on the rust stuff, but there wasn't really much to say. Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I was thinking about that. Then I was thinking about something I wanted to say to Shy about the rust stuff. Yeah, I think um, your mind not a, went there. Clearly, I, I with these shows, it's so funny where my mind and you guys' mind goes in different directions. And sometimes, clearly... I watched a lot of real life TV. <laughs> I needed not to watch court TV so much um, and snapped and shit and all the Hollywood scandals. But no, nah, he looked at that rap sheet and he said arrested for and then we didn't see and then he laughed like that. I was like, oh yeah, he pulled a George Michael. So you're completely right. He wouldn't want to out himself. Uh, Russ wouldn't because he lived there. But money is money i don't think they give a fuck they're too broke to be like oh okay yeah you're visitors visitors out of town you're just bread so no i don't think they would care if he outed himself and that fashion they're really gonna want to either rob him take yeah i mean some places i'm sure it is a lot more like jamaica but you know like i said the one dude he's still looking like i don't give a shit he's still like, I don't, I don't know why that had anything to do with you turning down that money. And then, what else did I want to mention while we were on that subject? Shit, I might have forgot again. I may have. But you're right also about Marty. He's definitely gifted when it comes to knowing exactly what he has when he has it. Even when he was going through the papers, like, no, 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 no. I need something I can use. And I'm sure there was a lot he could work with, but he wanted what he wanted. He wanted the good, the deeds, <laughs> the good stuff. I don't think he knew it was the deeds, but it was definitely the good stuff. 
and i think he realized it was shell companies or something to that effect because those pay stubs didn't have a company on them and that just shows how dumb them girls are because if you give me a pay stub and it doesn't say where i got this money from then there's a problem <laughs> how y'all cashing that shit is under the t- everything's under the table just i'm sure it's not that much because you know they make their money in tips and prostitution but still like come on let me at least put some of my irs w-2s <laughs> none of them file anyhow what was i saying i lost my trade of thought once again oh the lickety split yes that was a very smart plan of marty's he definitely knows what he's doing but i think that wendy wants her own thing and i think she wants to do it as well if not better than him and she's determined that this real estate shit is gonna be where it's at with her and she doesn't she wants to be in control of something she wants to have power and that's where i'm like these two power hungry people are not gonna be yeah i don't think he ain't gonna like the fact that she wants to usurp power he's clearly held on it but hold on to it and he's got leverage because technically he can unleash that bombshell anytime he wants that mom cheated and i bet you that would make an impact with them children the way they be putting them on weighing scales every time they get their chance and you're completely right about charlotte we were pretty much twinsies on the same page i literally said the same thing that's how i would have handled the situation um the same idea about charlotte like i don't want to knock her across the room but i have to because she's disrespectful she could have like i had stated earlier just take me aside and be like okay and i'm glad what you said which is really important is sometimes you gotta let your child express their emotions even if those emotions are negative to how you spoke or said something or did something like i'm the same way with my daughter uh i don't curse i don't know what that line is my mom drew it into this day i do not curse in front of her every look i remember i slipped one out because i was drunk in jamaica and i remember her looking at me and she was just <laughs> and i looked like i was about to be backhanded at any moment but she was more like that's just so weird it took you 35 fucking years to curse in front of me i'm like because that's the line i remember i mean and then it wasn't no spanking now my mom and them back in that day that was straight up fucking abuse she got the fucking um man she made you go out in the, the yard and find your own stick and then it had to be thin it couldn't come couldn't be thick couldn't be thick we don't want welts we want tiny ones that no one can see they will always be all over your leg and your back and your body you know or you got the belt that thing i mean don't duck and dive because if it hits you in the face that's your fault that's not her fault that's your fault and the one time I stole money out of a purse, I got the extension cord. And let me tell you something, being naked with an extension cord is some shit that will damage you. <laughs> you will never do that thing ever again. Ever. Um, it's a little extreme. You know, I could have wrote 200 sentences. I would not steal $20 out of your purse. I would have got the same message. You didn't have to scar me that fucking bad. But that's the difference it's more like no you can talk to me i may not agree with you and i may explain to you then my point of view and why actually i do that a lot with my daughter and that's where i don't i joke and i say it a lot i know i do like because i said so 
sometimes it is that is the answer it's not i don't care why now is not a good time for you to do the dishes you're doing them now because i told you to well why can't i do them because i said so that's because i said so but if i'm having a conversation and we're like you don't understand and you're getting smart act league because you feel or i said something that may have hurt your feelings and i was unintentional because i am a little straightforward with my daughter i'm like look your pits is on fire <laughs> or i'm like go brush your teeth or, or whatever the case may be i'm gonna put it out there um and sometimes if i if i ever heard of it i really don't most of the time she's so used to me by now uh and she know i and it's the same thing i tell her i'm like i would not say it if you had already done it you can smell yourself you're a almost 12 year old little girl <laughs> you can't be stinking but every look my sisters were the same way they just did not like they didn't like bathing and she gets in there and does her little bathing thing but she just waits until it's like if you go to shirt or go to sleep in that sweatshirt just change the fucking sweatshirt because she sweats like she needs the clinical <laughs> the clinical deodorant she's got a i don't sweat hardly at all and she sweats like profusely um that actually ties into the kids are weird part because kids are weird i mean her freaking love of anime i don't know what the fuck that is but uh, what the fuck you talking about little creatures running around demonic and shit like what, what, the, what, the, what, the, what the fuck what the fuck like i can honestly like the way as morbid as my daughter is i i another parent would be concerned but because i know my daughter and i understand i come to understand <laughs> their point of view and you're right it's like she's at that 12 when she gets about 15 16 she might have her little group but she ain't gonna be advertising that shit nah nah son uh but right now yeah she get the fucking she's 12 still rocking around with a fucking uh big cat just named guacamole i'm like what is that what is that i don't know she's got like 15 fucking million stuffed animals i don't even know why gives them names like guacamole and sugar puff now one is just called carl <laughs> kids are just they're, they're very weird you're so right on that so right on that shy must not remember those years it's been so long Ooh! I came in like a that slipped out and i know i know i'm about to just go and hide it i'm gonna go in witness protection <laughs> i couldn't take it back and then it was too good to be true so i had to keep it i'm so sorry i'm so sorry it was right there though anyhow um but yes <laughs> to your point uh what else did i want to say something else i can't i can't remember anything i i watched this episode from memory too so i'm trying to make sure i touch on every point and then if you bring up something that's relevant yeah you're right how did no one that was arresting folks up front here maybe they was too busy on the phone with child protective services <laughs> like someone come get these children they they have to wait for the long mirrors or lang mirrors to show up and you're completely right 
what's gonna happen like i know marty has to know that the person i I discussed that in the podcast so i won't rehash it and i think that's all i got for now i guess if there's any more we could just talk out online or in the next episode yeah i do feel or fear darnell or danielle what is her name the wife the one that put the needle like the husband didn't even do the killing the wife did and that tells you everything you need to know about that that relationship and i know wendy's gonna look at them and be like hashtag goals <laughs> if you want to send feedback on the next episode blackercouchgmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease blacker magic